Good morrow, Nicola Murphy. How are you today? <laughs> I am well, Kitty Crichton. How are you? Yeah, good. It's a beautiful day here in Edinburgh. Uh, yesterday was International Women's Day, so feeling so much love. <laughs> yeah, really. It's such a joke, isn't it? Yeah. It is kind of, yeah. Like, I, I obviously sent you that joke last night somebody had on Twitter about, like, uh, yeah, IWD 2022 for 25% off your paid pitch. And I'm still <laughs> laughing at it. Very good. Oh, yeah. it's so true. But, um, yeah. Um, I feel like it was nearly more of a thing a few years ago. And now I kind of feel like it's just... Oh, I think it's turned of, into like a almost like a hallmark holiday. You know, you're yeah. like, why are we doing this again? You know, but but for, and for companies to be like, we're great. Yeah, this is what we're doing for our female employees. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a bit well, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a joke, but yeah, we were we were talking about that on Twitter yesterday. There's a a bot that um, responds to companies that put up those International Women's Day posts. I guess using the hashtag or whatever. And if they have information on the gender pay gap in the organization, they were they were tweeting it. Retweeting it was it, yeah. hilarious. So they were like retweeting yeah. whatever the tweet was from the organization, like, you know, we're celebrating women, blah, blah, blah. And then they'd say the gender pay gap in this organization is for median pay is 35% between men and women. But some of them were scandalous. Like some of them were like yeah, 75%. Percent. Jesus. Yeah, there was a pub right. group. It was 75%. How? You know? Like how? What does it matter whether you have a penis or a vagina? Yeah. As long as you're willing to do the work. Like, but I it's, just don't it's understand institutional. It, like. You can see it like, you know, I guess in the pub trade, it's maybe a traditionally male dominated trade. And then probably... In even more so up in, in the management echelons. So, of course, if there's loads more men in management, the, the gender pay gap is going to be bigger because there's more women yeah. in the lower paid jobs like mm-hmm. working as cleaners or bar staff or whatever, you know. So, um, but it's worth a look if anybody um, didn't see it on Twitter yesterday. Loads of people were um, resharing it and stuff. So, yeah, it was very good. But I, I, I feel like I feel like someone needs to reclaim Women's Day, you know, and do something else with it. it it's just turned into a commercial corporate blah, you know. So, yeah. yeah. But um, there was a few things on with like, um, I kind of don't mind like when they kind of have panelists and stuff like that, like it's just about like being a woman and stuff like that. There was a clip on the radio yesterday. I was laughing about it. <clears throat> I don't know, was she an astronaut or there was somebody on who was discussing the first female astronaut for NASA? Mm. And I just thought it was the funniest soundbite. I think it was on um, Moncrief last week that there was a woman astronaut going into space for seven days. Mm-hmm. And NASA asked her, would 100 tampons be enough? Oh, yes, I've heard that before. <laughs> They, NASA don't even know what having a period is like. That's hilarious. But it's kind of more like that sort of stuff that maybe needs to be addressed. Like how I people know. not understand. And even yesterday, I was listening to Ray Darcy for a few minutes, and apparently he'd been talking about periods the day before, and mm-hmm. the amount of women mm-hmm. who has written in to be like, "Stop discussing periods. We don't want to hear about it." Oh, for <laughs> like, God's sake! Some women are just obviously like just adding, you know. <sighs> Fire too, like we can't all, I suppose, be in, a, be in it. But you know, just little things like that. It's like, how can we not discuss periods on the rate? Like, just little things like that. Still, like, to be fair, talking about periods think. should be like, you know, the way people talk about, oh, I have a headache. You know, it shouldn't be like yeah. it's part of everyday life, you know, and it should be something that people 
understand and get and yeah boys it's not like taboo you know what I mean so the boys know what it is as well you know I, it's just ridiculous the whole thing but anyway um yeah no yeah. I agree with you on the International Women's Day thing the stuff I enjoyed was you know people who put a bit of effort into it so like there was threads about here are some amazing women through history and there'd yeah, be like, like you know 20 photographs and they explain mm. which each who each woman was or whatever I thought that was really interesting or as you say like panels where they had they actually spoke to women about women's issues and yeah you know a bit of effort as opposed to the you know as you said uh, one of the things I was laughing at last night was you know that a- account on Instagram crazy bitch that one it says um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like uh, all year long they're like don't open your mouth here's no pay blah blah but then on <laughs> International Women's Day it's like and here's 25% off a vibrator and a rape alarm <laughs> free rape alarm you know Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, but anyway, uh, it's yeah. An in- it's interesting being a woman for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. That was International Women's Day. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I feel like we've just been like, well, that was a pile of shite. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. So uh, that was that. And yeah, all is good here. We are still on the house selling train, but things are looking mm. positive. So that's good. And yeah, I felt like spring this week. So um, I was feeling a bit more positive and I suppose nice. we were all way down a lot with the war stuff last week and now it's becoming a bit more, you're getting kind of used to it, which is a terrible thing to say. But um, mm. yeah, so we'll be keeping an eye on all of that, obviously, because it's still horrendous, everything that's going on with it. But um, yeah, so that's the crack. So what about you then? So yeah, we signed the contracts for our new house. Woo! Go ahead and celebrate, Margarita. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's good. I really hate um, attempting to be an adult, and I'm wondering at what stage you actually feel like you might be an adult. I'm not sure. <laughs> because I think sometimes I when you have children, yeah, maybe when you have children, when you have kids, yeah. you feel like I have to be the adult as opposed to I want to be the adult. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah, so, um, God, I hate the entire process of just not understanding what's going on or anything like that. So, yeah, signing the contracts to our house this week and uh, getting our marriage cert on Monday. So <laughs> we're doing very grown up things all together. Wow. Um, so, yeah, mad week in our lives, but uh, all good now. We have the rugby this weekend, Ireland, England. So very much looking forward to that and some friends coming up for the weekend. So, yeah, it's good. Is it Saturday it or Sunday? Finish. Saturday evening at Good. quarter to five. So there is a nice, uh, but yeah, I do feel like there's a nice buzz in the air in terms of like life and spring mm. and summer coming and all that's great. Totally. Se- 17 weeks to the wedding. One, well, uh, oh Emma, my God. Emma messaged me yesterday to say that because we're not counting the weeks at all. I'm like trying to add on weeks. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like the diet starts tomorrow. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, stop. I hear you. But, Although uh, Nick, I yeah. did book in to get HD brows. You'd be delighted to hear. <laughs> I said I'd, ch- I'd chance them now before um, before the wedding in case they're terrible. I won't bother with them because I was kind of like, I eh, know I won't yeah. bother with them. I feel like brows are very trendy, you know, and I was like, we look back in the photos and big black brows and you'd be like, no, that's terrible. Um, but mine are just so bleh, wispy. So I was like, right, I'm going to try them and we'll see. You can do subtle ones like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's um, I actually think brows really like I never really got my brows done and I started doing dyeing them myself in the pandemic. But I've gotten them done a few times lately. And I actually think they do add to my face. Like I feel mm-hmm. more like done up when I put makeup on, you know, that kind I of know, way. I know, I know. My yeah. fear with it is, you know, the way we look back at the 90s and the noughties now and the, mm. the super thin, like over plucked 
line eyebrows like they look ridiculous they look so um unnatural i think yeah. this is the flip side of it we've gone completely in the other direction where now they look like massive bushes but we just can't tell because it's on trend and we're going to yeah. or slugs and we're going to look back and you <laughs> what were we doing with the brows she- Similar yeah. to fake tan, like, you know, there was a time when, like, the darker the better or whatever, like, and you'd be looking back, or even shimmer, you know, you're like, these oh, things shimmer, are all, they're all oh, trends, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, true. So we have to be careful of them, especially around weddings. I mean, I mean, go trend mad most of the time. Go for it, like, look back yeah. and have something to laugh at in the photos and just be like, yeah, I was slaying yeah. it on the fashion front, right? <laughs> even if you look fucking bizarre. Um but uh, for weddings and stuff, I think you have to err on the side of caution, you know, and classic. The, yeah, but I have very big brows all my life. So I'm kind of a big brow <laughs> person. So like I've just always, because I've never been able and to that like. big brows So, yeah, so I just think, yeah, but they are. Um, Embrace the big brow. <laughs> people are getting that laminated thing done as well. My buddy mm-hmm. got hers done this week. And I must say, like, her brows looked very sad beforehand and they were fabulous afterwards. I so. think the laminate looks nice oh, as well. But I've spoken to some yeah. people and they're like, oh my God, no, it's terrible. You know, and I'm like, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you see, you have light brows. So, mm. like, whereas mine are big, bushy brown things. So, you're. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you're, I can't get away with much because of my hair colour and stuff as well. That's the thing. You yeah, get away with so more. it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Do try it out there maybe before you go on holidays because the sun will booked bleach in for next for week. Yeah, booked yeah. in for next week now. So watch this space. Yep. So right, well, we better get started. <laughs> Jesus, we're only chatting here. Yeah. Right. Okay. We're number one. One. Okay. So up this week, very nice, simple, short, uh, uninspiring or <laughs> inspiring. <laughs> um, have you heard about hurdle? No. What is this? Is it something to do with Wordle? It's a Wordle-inspired game for music lovers has arrived called oh. Hurdle and it's created by Omakase. Omakase? Omakase. Uh, the game available at Hurdle.app is built around a similar premise to the cult online word game which was launched by software engineer Josh Wordle earlier this year. And you may recall, we talked about it. It was bought by the New York Times there not that long ago. Uh, For Hurdle, users have to guess the song of the day with snippets of the song given as clues. Players have six tries to guess the answer with the snippet becoming progressively longer with each successful attempt. You'll have heard stuff like this on the radio over the years where they play a tiny bit and then you get another little bit and then you get another little bit and you like the prize goes down the more you listen, you know. Uh, Unlike Wordle, you don't have to make a guess each time and you can skip through the sounds until you think you know the answer. According to the game's website, the songs are plucked from a list of the most streamed songs in the past decade. So music lovers have a decent chance of guessing them. It's the latest in a string of Wordle-inspired online games to have popped up recently, including Worldle, which tests your geography, Dungleon, <laughs> featuring fantasy characters over words, and the Battle Royale version, Squabble, where up to 99 players can race to figure out the word correctly, losing health points if they guess wrong. I, I think that one sounds great, oh, Squabble. Yeah, well, um, if you like music, for sure, as well, yeah. We should... um. Get the, get the family going on squabble. <laughs> Seems we're good at it. <laughs> Squabbling. Squabble um, and waddle. It's like so, the last English language in 2022. Yeah, so yeah, the trend humanity. is making up new words. But um, we, I tried Hurdle and I failed miserably, but it was an Ariana Grande <laughs> song. So it is oh. you know, of this, um, of this generation. But um, 
I saw Louise McSherry's been doing it and she's like, she's put up something yesterday like three days in a row. And I was like, oh yeah, well done. Um, How'd so, you do it? Same website thing? Just no, it's hurdle, hurdle.app. I did it on a website. What's I didn't go into the app. Oh, um, I okay, it has a website as well. Yeah. And it's literally like you play the first thing and it's like a microsecond of the song and then you can either skip or you can guess. I guessed every time I was just putting in random things like Lady Gaga, Beyonce, blah, blah, blah. And it's just yeah. like, mur, mur, mur. Um, and then eventually like they get longer. So not yeah, only do okay. you hear more, but they're longer clips, you know, so it goes along. Um, I think the last clip is still only maybe about four seconds. It's probably four seconds in okay. total or five seconds in total. Yeah. So I Sounds used to pride funny. myself on being able to guess the intro, but I don't think it's intros. You know, I think it could be any part of the song kind of thing. So um, okay. there you go. I thought we'd just ah, keep it like uh, keep it nice and light this week after our toxic friendships last week. So. <laughs> Uh, Which actually I had like two or three conversations with different people about on the back of that did you? actually. So it was an interesting one. Yeah, yeah. You didn't dump funny. anyone, did you? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, moving along. The cards are in the post. <laughs> so number Shit. two this week. Two. We went to see the Batman in the oh cinema. Oh my God, I'm excited <laughs> to hear. I heard a good review of it somewhere. Um, uh, I heard a lot of good reviews as well. Robert Pattinson. Now, Robert Pattinson. It's kind of a funny one. Like, firstly, how many times can we see the Batman change character? You know, he must be like the most recast character yeah. of all time. Yeah. You know, I was surprised even actually. more than Bond, I'd say, you know, because mm. the, and they just keep rehashing. So the other day, Batman yeah, stories. so there's there's Michael Keaton. There's well, obviously mm. the TV original. Um, whose name? Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. George Clooney. Yeah, oh, um, ben Affleck. With, the nip, with the nips on the suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ben Affleck. Um, I'm sure we're That's missing just, some as well. Yeah, your man that was in the last three, but like the Dark Knight and stuff. Why is my brain not working? Because it's early. Uh, what's his name? American Psycho. Oh, he yes. The, oh, yeah. my God. It's on the tip of my tongue. Oh, Christian Bale. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. I was there, Chris. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I... I have to be honest, I don't think I've watched it since maybe George Clooney. I haven't watched the last four or five. What? Oh, yeah. the, the Christian Bale ones are excellent. Like I don't like just... Christian Bale. I think that's why I didn't watch it. Really? Them. Yeah, I don't yeah. Like him. he kind of just reminds me of the character he plays Always. in Psycho. American Psycho because his yeah. smile is like really scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's a scary smile. But yeah. um, they are actually very good. They're very enjoyable. But this one, so with Patterson, so I was a bit concerned because I was like, all I'm going to see is Edward Cullen from mm. uh, Thingy Twilight, which I haven't even watched in years, but like that's still who I associate him with. Now, he's mm. been in some great movies since then. He was in Tenant. Tenant. He was, Tenant, yeah. Which actually... The most confusing movie of all time, yeah. I loved it. <laughs> and it kind of redeemed him in my eyes as well. So I was kind of excited Yeah, he was good in that. Yeah. He... Is a very it's it's an interesting one. It's a very kind of film noir is kind of how I would describe the oh, entire yeah? thing. The biggest overtaking I would say is if anybody's going to see it or whatever, it's really long. Oh my god, it's so it's, long. It's, and we went at eight o'clock, and I'm just about, not able anymore. It's about early days of Batman when he's kind of becoming Batman, as it were. Yeah, yeah, but like I mean, loads of them are about that. So that's kind of hard. Okay. That doesn't really give much away. But the the it's kind of more that like it's just very dark version of mm. Batman is what I would say mm. um, so he's good in it like it's funny because they usually make Bruce Wayne really attractive and stuff mm. 
they kind of made him look a bit creepy. Like, you know, he's like really long hair and his eyes and stuff like that. Like, you know, when he's not dressed as Batman and that mm. when he's Batman, he's good. And there's a few times where like he's not perfect and he'll fall off stuff and stuff like that, which I kind yeah. of enjoyed because yeah. it was like, well, yeah, he's just a human. Like, yeah. you know, God, um, they're becoming woke. Batman is exactly. Human too. Yeah. But Zoe Kravitz is like kind of the Catwoman. Now, they don't call her Catwoman, like, but they all kind of have slightly different names and stuff. But she's excellent in it. She is brilliant and she's so gorgeous. Oh my God, her waist must be like five inches though. It's, she's incredibly tiny. But she's actually brilliant in it. And Colin Farrell plays the penguin in it. And like you can you can barely recognize him. Like mm. he's so many, he's big, you know, they've made him big and his mm. face is all scarred and stuff like that. He's excellent. I really enjoyed him as well. Like a good kind of Batman baddie where there's like a bit of comedy to them, but a bit of like a mostly serious mm. kind of mm. vibe, you know. Mm. Um. So yeah, I did enjoy it. It is... Uh, very unusual Batman though so if you're kind of expecting the stuff that we would have seen in the past you're not going to get that yeah. Um, the Riddler is the baddie in it as mm-hmm. well and I like the way they played that it was more like a, it was more like a crime thriller okay. you know yeah. So, in a superhero and like, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not to give much away, but the Riddler is basically a serial killer killing off oh, right, okay. these people. Interesting. And he's kind of, yeah, and he's going after kind of Gotham's elite and stuff like that. And um, he's trying to find out who he is. But then there's kind of an also another storyline of like, kind of still, it's always involving his parents, isn't it? Bloody Bruce Wayne's parents, mm. but kind of with like a bad, like, mob boss and stuff like that. Like, and so there's kind of two storylines in it. Um, but yeah, and it kind of gets even, it does, kind of doesn't get fully Batman-y till like the last hour, I would say. Okay. But, uh, it was good. When you say long, what uh, was it, three hours like? Nearly three hours. Ooh. And like, I am old as shit now. I can't go to cinema at <laughs> eight o'clock anymore. Oh, like it was 11, 10 past 11. And like the cinema was so stressful because the queue for the popcorn. And oh. I was like, I'm not going to have any dinner now after my spin class because I'm going to have a small popcorn. I was so excited <laughs> for my popcorn. Oh. And uh, it was quite stressful, the cinema itself. And like, obviously you know, it was packed and no masks anymore. So it was yeah. a little bit stressful. overwhelming yeah, yeah, it's so yeah. hot in that fucking cinema. I, oh God, but, I always find, I was literally just about to say, I always find the cinema freezing. I always have to bring yeah, like hats and yeah. scarves and extra fucking things to wear when the film is on. But I was like, recently it was, yeah. it was one of those, uh, you know, the things they were saying about how the world is designed for men and I was like fucking men it's a men temperature in the cinema it's not a woman temperature <laughs> hilarious. hilarious but uh, yeah it was good like if people like that stuff and like superhero-y stuff it's definitely good and like obviously you know this is there's a that's a massive um, section of society that loves all that shit totally so oh, you totally it sold it to me I'm interested now more so than I have been yeah. for years in that uh yeah, and and it's it's worth it. It's Franchise. very different, like mm-hmm. yeah, and it's not the whole like I'm Bruce Wayne. Like there's none of mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of refreshing. Yeah, you know, he's not this playboy character at mm-hmm. all. So cool. that's very different and stuff. So okay. yeah, yeah, it was cool. Some of it's very good. Um. Oh God, we watched a film at the weekend, and I can't remember the name of it. But Tom Hanks, uh, is like a TV, like everybody's favorite. Um, kids entertainer on TV. Oh yeah, I know it. He wears a red cardigan. He's yes. like sitting on the doorstep. Yeah. Oh God, what's it, oh, what's it called? Um, it was. I really enjoyed it. It was really very different to what I expected. You kind of ex- from the start. It's terrible. We're preconditioned to expect, 
you know, it's about a journalist who goes to meet him to kind of profile him for Esquire magazine. And straight away, the journalist is his interest is kind of peaked because he can't get over how nice this guy is and how everybody loves mm. him so much. And straight away, you're like, yeah, he's a paedophile, definitely a paedophile. And then <laughs> and then you're like, it gets way more complicated than that, the story. And it's kind of ends up being more about the journalist than Tom Hanks character. But um it's very good, very good. It kind of challenges. It's called. It is called. It's maybe two a beautiful two. day in the neighborhood. That's it. Yeah, Fred Rogers. He plays in it. Yeah, real person. Yeah. Like it's uh, yeah. based on a real person. So that's where it's on Netflix. Where definitely worth the watch. Nice. Very different. Very really enjoyed it. We've been scoring high on our um, movies these days. I must yeah, say. you looked out a few lately. Yeah. Um, so the other thing, couple of things I wanted to mention on TV were Peaky Blinders is back. Oh my FNG. Yeah. Uh, last two weeks we completely forgot to mention it last week. Uh, it's great to see Kitty and Murphy back in our screens. That's my primary interest in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, I love it. And Tom Tom Hardy is back as well as of this week. Oh, spoiler oh, alert. See? Oh, I really Um, enjoyed his character in it, I have to say, years ago. Yeah, Mm. so um, it's kind of a continue. It's four years on from the last, Mm. uh, what we would have seen, where there was the kind of murder attempt on Mosley and all that. And yeah, yeah, things have changed. Tommy isn't drinking anymore. And it's the usual chaos and opium and alcohol and violence and gang war essentially yeah, so yeah. um yeah very interesting um yeah let's go back to we watched the first episode of the last season and something i don't know was it just the pandemic i, was like, I, I think know, the last just, like, season was it. my least favorite of all of them yeah. i'm kind of enjoying this one more already as well um prohibition has just ended and you know it means that they can start importing and exporting alcohol to america yeah, and stuff okay so yeah no and obviously it's the kind of roaring it. 20s and blah 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 mm. so um i think it's the last series but they are planning a i think film. it is yeah. yeah afterwards so um that is Peaky Blinders. Killing Eve is back and I was reading a review of it in the Sunday Times and I kind of agreed with them on Sunday where it was like, this program has completely lost its way. It's turned yeah, I, into... I uh, watched the first one. We watched it last night. I actually turned it off. I turned it off after it, 40 minutes. I was a bit said, like, it, oh, I'm not in the mood. It's turned into a program based on five sort of characters or caricatures and the plot is kind of, they've lost the plot like quite literally you know yeah. um but i still enjoy jodie comer like just she's just entertaining you know the, she is yeah. the different accents and she's obviously still a complete psycho in this but she's turned to religion it's quite funny yeah. um but eve is like an- annoying eve was always annoying you know so you're like just yeah. just kill eve please <laughs> you know <laughs> but um yeah so anyway i'll stick with it but i'm a bit like oh um and then the last thing I wanted to mention, no, it was, we never said the goggle box was back a couple of weeks ago. Did you watch the one? I where, haven't watched it in weeks. Oh, Nick, it. Let's I, go I, back. I, I, I totally meant to say this evening. to you um, the week it was on, the first week it was back, they did the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson program. Oh, yeah. They did a yeah. snippet from that. Did you, you didn't see it? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, yet, no. my God. Uh, actually, watch it and we'll talk about it next week. Oh, okay, okay. great. I um, 
Don't I watch the Tamil thing. Watch that, that Gandhi no, vlog. I have right. a big problem with that fucking program they put on Disney. That that Pamela and Tommy thing because she never agreed Consented. to it. Yeah, I heard no. that as well. Yeah, and like the poor woman, like that well, was listen, like one of the most traumatizing. Spoiler times in alert! Her life. Spoiler alert! It looks. Beyond terrible. So just, yeah, just, yeah. um, no, it's not that, but I will watch Chicago Box, but it really annoyed me. And I actually wanted to bring it up in the TV section yeah. that, like, maybe people shouldn't watch it because she literally hasn't yeah. consented to it. And apparently it's kicking off her PTSD and all this stuff. Oh, now, God. there is a Netflix documentary coming mm-hmm. f- from Pamela oh. all about everything, her entire life, which I'm, I actually love her weirdly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, she's like icon, a character. Yeah. But, um, so I'm looking forward to that. But mm-hmm. anyway, yes. Gaga box for sure. I'm saving it for like a day that I'm a bit low, maybe on a Sunday yeah. and hang over. Oh, jeez, watch this, <laughs> watch that first episode anyway, because um, oh lads, your jaw's gonna drop. It's hilarious. Um, and then the other thing I just saw this the other day was there's a new series starting on Netflix. Pieces of her, Tony Collette should be. Oh excellent. yeah, so looks interesting. Yeah, we'll talk I like about her that again. Well. She's very good. Okay, moving along. Number three. Three. So Fox of the Week is. You know, we've had a few fairly heavyweight foxes in the last few weeks and people are doing amazingly brave and life, I don't know, giving work. Um, So I thought mm-hmm. this week we'd maybe just go for like a pop icon, <laughs> style icon. So uh, our fox this week is Gwen Stefani. Nice. <laughs> back to our uh, roots. <laughs> yeah, back to our roots. So uh, Gwen Renee Stefani was born in what year, Nicola, do you reckon? How old do you think she oh is? Oh my God. She is nearly 50, I'd say. She so, is 53. Wow, I knew it. She looks no, unreal. Like, but, She'd be 53 this yeah, year. She looks oh unreal, but she has to be around that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was born in 1969. Uh, she was raised in Anaheim in California, which I think is where Disneyland is. <laughs> um oh. Her father, Dennis Stefani, is Italian-American and worked as a Yamaha marketing executive. Her mother, Patty, Nee Flynn, is an Irish-American and worked as an accountant before becoming a housewife. Stefani's parents were fans of folk music and exposed her to music by artists like Bob Dylan and Emmylou Harris. Stephanie has two younger siblings and an older brother, Eric, who was the keyboardist for No Doubt before leaving the band to pursue a career in animation on The Simpsons. Um... Eric introduced Gwen to two-tone music by Madness and The Selector. In 1986, he invited her to provide vocals for, no doubt, a ska band he was forming in 91. I mean, 1986, like, when you hear right. about bands stretching back that far, it's like, say what? Um, in 1991, the band was signed to Interscope Records and its self-titled debut album came out in 1992, but its ska pop sound was unsuccessful due to the popularity of grunge at the time. Uh, before the mainstream success of Boat No Doubt and Sublime, Stefani contributed guest vocals to Saw Red on Sublime's 94 album Robin the Hood. Stefani rejected the aggressiveness of female grunge artists and cited Blondie singer Debbie Harry's combination of power and sex appeal as a major influence. No Doubt's third album, Tragic Kingdom, which followed the self-release The Beacon Street Collection, took more than three years to make. Five singles were released from Tragic Kingdom, including Just a Girl, Hey Baby, It's My Life and Don't Speak, which led the Hot 100 Airplay year-end chart of 1997. Stefani left college for one semester to tour for Tragic Kingdom, but did not return when touring lasted two and a half years. The album was nominated for a Grammy and sold more than 16 million copies worldwide by 2004. In late 2000, Rolling Stone magazine named her the Queen of Confessional Pop. 
During the time when mm-hmm. No Doubt was receiving mainstream success, Stefani collaborated on singles such as Let Me Blow Your Mind with Eve, which they would go on to win a Grammy for. No Doubt released the less popular return of Saturn in 2000. Most of the lyrical content focused on Stefani's often rocky relationship with the hottest man on the planet, Bush frontman Gavin Rosdale. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I mean, he was hot, like, but... Um, he was hot in his day. And her insecurities, including indecision on settling down and having a child. The band's 2001 album Rocksteady explored new reggae and dancehall sounds while maintaining the band's new wave influences. During the band's hiatus, Stefani embarked on a solo pop career in 2004 by releasing her debut studio album Love Angel Music Baby. I'm that, sorry, I loved it. It's a great album. Oh my God, <laughs> seminal album in my life, like soundtrack yeah. to my last couple of summers in Ireland before I moved to my the summer in Ireland before I moved to Scotland where I was literally working in a bar partying doing not like that album was what was on yeah, all the time. Yeah, it was time. brilliant too. Um, so it was inspired by pop music from the 80s. The album was a critical and in commercial success spawning six singles. What You Waiting For, Rich Girl, Hollaback Girl and Cool. I loved Hollaback Girl and Cool, mm. cool is such a great song. Hollaback Girl reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart while also becoming the first US download to sell one million copies. Can you believe that? Uh, In 2006, Stefani released her second studio album, The Sweet Escape. Among the singles were Winded Up and The Sweet Escape, the latter of which was number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, blah, blah, blah. A couple more albums that didn't do an awful lot. Um, yeah, there hasn't been much now from her the last few years. No, really, no, been. she's been on TV. So Stefani yeah. won three Grammy Awards as a solo artist. She received an American Music Award, a Brit Award, a Mu- World Music Award and two Billboard Music Awards. In 2003, she debuted her clothing line, LAMB, and expanded her collection with the 2005 Harajuku Lovers line inspired by Japanese culture and fashion. Previously, she made most of her stage outfits when performing with No Doubt. Billboard magazine ranks Stefani the 54th most successful artist and 37th most successful Hot 100 artist in the early the 2000 decades. VH1 ranked her ter- 13th of their 100 greatest women in music list in 2012, including her work with No Doubt Stefani has sold more than 30 million albums worldwide. She began yeah. dating her bandmate Tony Canal soon after he, she joined the band. She stated that she was heavily invested in that relationship and commented that all I ever did was look at Tony and pray that God would let me have a baby with him. The band oh, almost well. split up when Canal ended the relationship. Their breakup inspired Stefani lyrically and many of the Tragic Kingdom songs such as Don't Speak, Sunday Morning and Hey You. Chronicling the ups and downs of their relationship many years later, Stefani co-wrote her song Cool about their relationship as friends for her 2004 debut solo album Love Angel Music Baby. I love hearing that kind of stuff. I love hearing the autobiographical elements to their music. Mm. Stefani met Bush lead singer and guitarist Gavin Rosdale in 1995 when No Doubt were headlining and uh, Bush performed performed at a concert with them. They married on September 14, 2002 and Stefani has had three sons with Rosdale. Stefani filed for divorce citing Iris second... Iris... They were together for about 16 years and they divorced a year after they married. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah. The divorce was finalised in 2016. um, In which... The divorce was finalised in 2016 in which Rosdale agreed to the unequal split of their assets. I'm sure she's better off than him, but who knows? Mm. Stefani announced her relationship with Blake Shelton, a country music artist and The Voice co-star in November 2015. The couple announced their engagement in October 2020 and they were married last July in at Shelton's Oklahoma, 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 Oklahoma. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my Oklahoma. God. <laughs> oh, uh, right. In 2000, yeah, the pictures were unreal. I remember her first yeah. wedding dress. Actually, we had a pink. It was two tone. Um, yeah. In 2005, Rolling Stone called her the only true female rock star left on radio or MTV. And they featured her on the magazine's cover. In 2012, VH1 listed the singer at the number 13 of their list of 100 greatest women in music. Hollaback Girl from Love Me Angel, Angel Music Baby would go on to be the first song to digitally sell an excess. I said that already. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Following the 2011 earthquake and tsunami in Japan, Stefani donated a million to save the children. Japan's earthquake tsunami children relief fund. Um, she took up her first concert residency. Uh, in 2018, in Vegas, with a show called Just a Girl. Uh, it concluded mm. in 2020. A portion of the proceeds from that went to Cure Cure for Kids, which is a cancer organisation. Um, mm. Stefani replaced Adam Levine as a coach for The Voice's 17th season. And in, in 17 season, mm-hmm. Jesus. And on the 7th of <laughs> December 2020, Stefani released Let Me Introduce Myself as the lead single from her upcoming fifth studio album. And the reason she actually popped into my line of sight this week was she is releasing her signature lipstick. Would you believe? Ooh. Yeah. So but it's coming. It's going to be in Sephora. So unless you know anybody going to continental Europe. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. I wouldn't mind getting my hands on some of that. She's got the most perfect lipstick of all time ever. <laughs> so, uh, total fox, total style icon. I love her. Rock yeah, on. Gwen she's Spring. a good one. It was funny because that's actually so funny you mentioned that because last week I'm in a group chat and actually Shane threw in a screenshot. He was listening to the, the original album, no doubt. <laughs> so it's funny. Actually, because we were talking about No Doubt then for a while. Oh. Yeah, but she is an absolute icon. What a style queen. Oh. She's just so cool. So and her cool. hair is amazing. And oh my God, everything. And all her videos were such great crack as well. For all Yeah, totally. Basically. And she it goes back to that thing we were talking about earlier about a classic look. Like she has always had her bleach blonde hair, her red lip, you know. Fishnets. She hasn't know, fucked around yeah. with that too much. Like she wears completely wild out there outfits but her mm. signature look she's kind of maintained which I love so yeah, um she's cool. which is a very classic look obviously. and she's very talented like she can really sing as well you oh know, yeah so. and I didn't know that she yeah. was designed all her own stage outfits and stuff which is amazing so she's very amazing she obviously got the eye like you know for yeah. um so rock on Gwen Stefani Woo. serious facts yep number four four I have a little handy app for you all this week. <laughs> oh, tell us, tell us. Um, so I have to give credit to Elaine for sending me on this because I thought it was the most handy thing ever. Oh, actually, so, as well, I have to say Hurdle was my friend Jess sent it to me as well. So. Oh, there you go. Well done. Thanks, listeners, for sending us on. <laughs> because, yeah, she's a blesser. She always listens and she sent out. She's like, oh, for the for the podcast, I was like, perfect. Sorry, I should have said uh, that at the start. Whoops. <laughs> Go on. Um, no, to be honest, like anything that makes our life easier in terms <laughs> of research, yeah. we are all open for it. Please DM us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is the bloody handiest thing ever. Um, it is an app. So say, for example, Kelly, you saw like an ad or maybe like normal TV for like some movie that's coming up. But you're like, oh, I don't really want to sit there and watch the ads. You know, if it was on like RT now or something, mm. you know, you don't want to sit and like watch the ads or whatever or Channel 4 or whatever. So you're like, but surely that's on a streaming service that mm. I could watch it on. Mm. But what streaming service is it on? Well, you go to this very handy app mm-hmm. called 
just watch mm-hmm. and you put it in. Now you do have to, I don't know, you can you don't actually have to sign up for it. You can like skip that. But you basically search on this app and it will automatically search Disney, Amazon Prime, and Netflix for you and tell you on what streaming platform that certain movie is on. Interesting. Does Google, it's so handy. Does Google not do the same thing? Is it more efficient? No, think? not really. This is way more efficient. Google doesn't really because it brings up some of the American ones and you it always brings IMDb, up Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. it always brings up Amazon or YouTube where you'd have to buy okay. the, okay. the okay. video or film or whatever. So uh, just put in the name of the thing and it'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. So think of a movie there now. Think of a movie. Um, well, <laughs> Is it just movies or is it TV series as well? It's TV shows as well. Um, I'd love to know where this, I can get The Sopranos now, please, Nicola. Okay. Oh, God, no, Kelly, I don't know about this. One. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, the Sopranos, let's have a look. Well, it brings, it also tells the you wire. about the show. Mm-hmm. So you can get them all on Sky for free if you have Sky, basically. Oh, we're going I know to have, not going that to get Sky in the new house, so that's good to know. I've decided I'm going to go back and start Sopranos and start The Wire. Maybe not at the same time, but it's my H- objective. Actually, The Wire is a good one, but uh, Sopranos is HBO. So HBO is a funny one. They don't often add HBO stuff to Netflix mm. or any of those streaming platforms. They're often like Euphoria too, you know. Mm. They're often left on Sky. I get you. So um, those kind of ones are, let me check the wire. Probably because Sky buy them when they're new and then they kind of probably writes them for a long time or whatever. Yeah, I wonder about the wire though. That's an interesting one. Let's have a look. Um, so it's also on Sky. It's all on Sky. Yeah, you don't so, have Sky in, in Scotland, do you though? No, we do. No, we've got Virgin, but our new house will be Sky. So. Oh, great. My, my so they're all on there, five seasons of them. Also, now TV. Do you have now? You do have now TV. We can in the get now TV, it's but all I haven't. All on that. Mm-hmm. I haven't. You ever. can get to like three free months for like yeah. Literally, three, you can sign up for three free months, and you can add an app. Girl, to it's going to take me about three years to get through the Sopranos. No, but I'm just no, but yeah. even the wire. I'm just telling mm-hmm. you, like it is a uh, very handy. Yeah. So like now TV is all of that HBO stuff on it actually, and it's mm-hmm. cheap. I pay for I pay for now TV for my shite housewife stuff. It's like three euro a month. I will stop soon. <laughs> it's just like, I'm so addicted to reality TV at the moment. Right. Um, I think it's super handy. I think it's brilliant. I'm like I would like to watch blah 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 blah. So I look it up. Any other movie now that you're thinking of maybe watching? What about um maybe if you wanted to watch one of those Christian Bale. Uh, Batman. Let's have a look. The Dark Knight uh, is also on Sky. It's loads of stuffs on Sky. It's weird. Sky just, I suppose they. Um... Yes, yeah, they seem to have bought a lot of stuff. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something that's kind of a bit niche. Maybe if I put in Titanic, <laughs> <laughs> very oh, niche. My, my favorite, my favorite movie, or <laughs> Moulin Rouge, our favorite movie. Yeah, I saw ever. that on something. I could tell you. I know what it's on. It's on Disney. I Disney, said on the other day. Think, yeah. yeah. It suggested yeah, so what you should is, watch tonight. Moulin Rouge. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's on Disney. And it's actually on Amazon Prime too. So it's on both. There, so you, there go. you go. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, yeah. I thought it was very handy. It's called Just Watch the app. Um, I thought it was brilliant because people like me who don't, we don't watch normal TV. Do you know what I mean? We watch everything on the internet. Like we stream everything that we watch. We don't ever put on like RT to watch it. So, 
I think it's excellent because otherwise you're like going through all these bloody apps trying to find if it's on one of these apps. Yeah, I think um, it sounds like something Stuart would love because he's usually in charge of finding finding stuff on the telly via the phone. So, yeah. um, so tell me so what exactly is it called again, the app? Just Sorry. Watch. It's all one word. Just, Just watch. watch. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Number five. Five. Right. So number five is, I know most people would be totally enthralled with this news, but uh, <laughs> Ed Sheeran has denied he borrows ideas. Oh, he's getting loads of trouble. Borrows ideas. So is is it Dua Lipa or if some some one of the female big female stars at the moment is getting into a lot of trouble as well. Um anyway, I'm probably doing Dua Lipa wrong there. Ignore it. I said that at all. <laughs> Ed Sheeran has denied <laughs> he borrows ideas from unknown songwriters. I think that's funny isn't it unknown songwriters mm. without acknowledgement during a high court trial in London over the copyright of his hit song Shape of You the singer began giving evidence on Monday as part of his legal battle with two songwriters Sam Chakri and Ross O'Donoghue wonder where he's from oh. who allege Mr Sheeran's 2017 song rips off parts of their track Oh Why something he denies um, at the start of the proceedings it's expected to last for three weeks uh, Andrew Sutcliffe QC who's representing Mr Chokri and Mr O'Donoghue claimed Mr Sheeran borrows ideas and throws them into his songs sometimes he will acknowledge it but sometimes he won't the barrister also alleged that Mr Sheeran's acknowledgement depended on how famous the other artist was uh, adding that Mr Chokri and Mr O'Donoghue are not Shaggy Coldplay Rihanna or Jay-Z if they were <laughs> they would have been treated in a very different way I think it's interesting he said Shaggy there but anyway um, at the start of the evidence on Monday Ian Mill QC representing Mr Sheeran asked do you accept that you behave or have behaved in that way and Mr Sheeran said no before adding the examples I the examples he has the examples he's been using are obviously famous artists. Two of them are people I've made songs with. <laughs> Sounds like yeah, a bit of a comic like, trial. Um, yeah. He continued that if Mr. Sutcliffe would have done his research, he would have known there were lots of unknown artists he has cleared parts of songs with. With, well, That's interesting, isn't it? Mm. it? It's sure like a little magpie going around picking bits of people's songs and making massive hits out of them. Mr. Sheeran also gave several examples of when he had cleared aspects of songs with unknown artists, including sampling a part of a song from the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer from an unknown composer, in inverted commas. All those examples are not famous artists that we've cleared songs with, and that's what I have to say on that, he said. Mr. Sheeran later denied that he was aware of Mr. Chokri, a grime artist who performs under the name Semi Switch earlier in his career. Under cross-examination from Mr. Sutcliffe, it was put to Mr. Sheeran that he must have been aware of Mr. Chokri because they appeared on YouTube channel SBTV at around the same time. They shared friends. Mr. Chokri had sent messages to him and on Twitter and Mr. Sheeran had allegedly shouted his name at a performance. This is all stuff you're saying. This isn't stuff that's true, Mr. Sheeran said. Sheeran is coming off as a bit arrogant, isn't he? Um, Mr. Sutcliffe asked him, you're saying you definitely weren't aware of him rather than you've forgotten that you were aware of him. <laughs> yes, said Mr. Sheeran. He <laughs> earlier told the court that it was very unlikely he was asked to shout Sammy Switch's name at a performance, explained that he does not do shout outs on stage and would feel bad if he forgot. Mr. Sheeran said he receives hundreds of thousands of tweets, but that he didn't look through it. He was also asked about videos uploaded to the SBTV founder um, 
Jamal, he also asked about videos uploaded by the late SBTV founder Jamal Edwards, who died just a few weeks ago there, and tweets Mr. Edwards posted referencing Sammy Switch. Mr. Sheeran told the court that Mr. Edwards championed lots and lots of artists and that it, wa- it wasn't like I watched every single video he uploaded. He also said, I followed him on Twitter. It doesn't mean I read everything he wrote. Mr. Chokri and Mr. O'Donoghue alleged that the shape of you infringes on particular lines and phrases of their song released in 2015. Yeah, I won't go into all the details, but anyway, it sounds mm. like Ed Sheeran's being a bit aloof, and it sounds like the the um, prosecutors are being like um, kind of naive about social yeah. media and the extent of you know how you can interact with someone, but not necessarily actually interact with them, you know. Mm. Um, but anyway, so yeah, Mr. Sheeran and his co-authors launched legal proceedings in May, asking the High Court to declare they had not infringed on the copyright. Um, and in 2018, they issued their own claim for copyright infringement, damages and an account of profits in relation to the alleged infringement. Uh, Mr. Sheeran also denied that he was talent spotting and plugged into the UK music scene in 2015 when Mr. Chokri was making a return, the court heard. Um, blah, blah, blah. Um, Mr. Sheeran said that for the whole of 2016, he was off social media and using a flip phone from Tesco. The trial continues. Uh. Hmm. Yeah. Look, I, look. I'm not the, the biggest Ed Sheeran fan, mm. but uh, like, I don't know. Like, if he's willing, if he's reaching out to people and saying, oh, "I like that sample," I'm going. Can I take that? And he has an agreement with them. There's not much they can do. Yeah. Also, I think yeah. you know what the problem is here, and I haven't. I must listen to the song to see if we think it sounds like it. But when you're a star of that size and you have so many hits and you have so many songs. Like it's always going to sound like something. Yeah, you can't just <laughs> drop out of the sky and start making music. Mm. You know, you're going to take influence mm. from different places subconsciously, at a minimum. You know, so yeah. I'm not saying it's right if they could prove that he had listened to the song and he was aware of it and all that. Maybe, but I don't think they're going to be able to prove that. So, no. yeah, I think I think these two guys. Unless he decides to settle. <laughs> yeah, you know, which he might yeah. just to get rid of them or whatever. But it sounds like he's fighting it at the moment. And but I mean, it's, it's, I suppose he's probably defensive in the sense like it is the worst thing you can accuse like uh, somebody who's creative like that of, of basically plagiarizing, you know. Yeah. So he's probably pissed off with the whole thing as well. That's probably why he's coming across like such a dick as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably angry. Exactly. So, um, but obviously, I guess this is embarrassing going to court and yeah. testifying as, as well. So you'd want to be really sure of yourself mm. to fight a thing like that because, you know, do you really want us, people like us, you know, <laughs> combing through <laughs> what you're you. saying in court and judging you exactly so anyway there yeah. you go so that was the music news so concludes Fox Force 5 uh, we ended up rabbiting on quite a long while today so I guess we'll just say our goodbyes and say we'll see you next week and uh, mind yourselves and be good and lots of love to everybody out there and <laughs> have a great weekend <laughs> alright thanks very much everybody have a good one cheers bye